we have a very special guest, and uh, it's, it's Reverend Michael Emhoff here, and he ministered yesterday at, or spoke yesterday at the CRA and did a great, great job, I heard. And so he's here in town, and Brother Jim Hicks asked me if we'd have him, and I said, you know, I think we should. We'll be a blessing. And he's anointed man of God to minister the word of God. Hallelujah. And, and I believe that. I believe that he is going to bring a word in due season just for you. And, but not only is he going to be here this morning, he's actually going to be here tonight. The CRA is having a, uh, a meeting here at our church. Of course, for those of you that don't know, they meet monthly at our church uh, the last fourth Tuesday of the month. And anyways, and it's actually going to be called Unmasking Islam. So uh, uh, if you'd like to come, it's going to be at uh, 630 tonight here. And so if you'd like to come after you hear him, you'll decide whether you want to come back or not, but that'll be good. And, uh, you know, but he's actually going to be doing that. It'll be a blessing. And uh, we're just praising God. Amen. Thank God for the body of Christ and gifts to the body of Christ. Now, I heard he's fiery. I heard he's loud and going to go for it. So I like that. So we're going to turn him loose. Give it, you know, this hour here. Let God be God in us and uh, for tonight. Amen. So let's give a good, warm Harvest Bible Church welcome to Reverend Michael Emma. Praise God. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. God bless you, sir. Thank you, sir. Allison Park. Allison. Oh, Allison Park. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody stand up, please. Praise God. I think through the nice comments from Pastor Mark and uh, everything here and being at the church, but I want to acknowledge first and foremost, I do not consider myself the guest speaker here today. No, 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 no. He's the Lily of the Valley, the Rose of Sharon, the soon and coming King, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, everlasting, everlasting. He is Yeshua HaMashiach. His name is Jesus of Nazareth. I say that because I'm looking for him to speak through me, and he is here. I said again, he is here. God says what he means, and he means what he says. He says we're two more gathered in his name. He's in the midst of us. And he inhabits the praises of his people, and we've been praising him. That means God, Jesus, is here. So just one more time. Let's acknowledge the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence today. Have right away. Be exalted. Be magnified. Be glorified. Be lifted up. Have a seat, please. Praise God. Just before we get started, yes, yes, praise God. I want to do a quick commercial. I try not to take long. What did I do with this? Did I? Yeah, here we go. Very good. I want to introduce my books because there's an extension of ministry, Pastor Mark. I've seen some good reports later on. Some of these books have gone out in people's lives. These two books, Lessons from Bible Characters, More Lessons from Bible Characters, I actually, in 2005, gave these each copy to President Hamid Karzai of Afghanistan in the presidential palace in Kabul. He told me he would read them, so he's had a long time. But these are easy lessons for living. When you take the word of God and you put it in your heart and you become a doer of the word, you become a wise man. You become a wise woman. You want to be wise? Take the word of God, put it in your heart, and do the word. Okay, for our Spanish friends, they're available in Spanish. Same books on the book table. And I have the book table in the foyer. My latest book, Pushing Against Darkness, Editorials on Morality and Ethics, Christianity, Islam, Nature, Political Affairs, News Media, Globalism Policies, National Cover-Ups, Military, United Nations, Israel Miscellaneous Commentaries. If you are politically correct, do not get this book. You won't like it. So I'm letting you know in advance. 
God's word, bulletproof, prophetic fulfillment, archaeological evidence, science, and common sense reasoning prove the Bible. I personalize this. I have traveled extensively in the Middle East, and I wanted a layman's version of a book I could put into somebody's hands who says the question in a sincere manner, is God real? Is Jesus real? I want them to look at this book and come to the right conclusion. Easy reading, and I personalize it to make it more palatable in many ways. It's not like a thick research book of like Haley's Handbook of the Bible or something like that. (laughs) Easy reading. Stand up for God. Biblical principles has a Navy SEAL trident. Biblical principles learned in a military career. If you have a son, daughter, niece, nephew, friend in the military, as a Christian trying to live for God, excellent book to put in their hands. Stand up for God. Supernatural testimonies. People in dire situations. Didn't know which way to turn. C.C. Sullivan in chapter 16, married to a serial rapist and murderer. Didn't know it. Had children with a man. How God delivered her out of that situation. There's some heaven and hell experiences in here. Whether that you believe they experienced it or not, they speak from their heart in this book. It's encouraging and testimonies will encourage one's faith. My point is Jesus is the answer, not a answer. And he can get you out of whatever you're dealing with. Testimonies of ex-Muslims. Uh, These were Muslims who became Christians, and they'll give you reasons why. If I ask the church today, what's more important, truth or sincerity? Absolutely. You can be sincere and go straight to hell. Praise God. I have this on the table, Watchman Decree. I even prayed this this morning. We need to pray for our nation. Uh, This is a sheet. You can get the sheet off the table. Uh, You can issue prayers in different ways. This is a decree. Interceding for America. And uh, since 4th of July is coming up, I also have, if you want to take the Declaration of Dependence on God, we celebrate Independence Day, but folks, we need to celebrate our dependence upon God. And walking with God, a daily devotional, spiritual truths in poetic form or prose format, a sermon for each day of the year. When you look at this, you won't find many books like this in a Christian bookstore, but you'll see what I'm talking about as you look at the book in the commercial. But uh, just wanted to get that out because this is an extension of ministry. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I want to say to you, first and foremost, that uh, we've done a lot of exciting things. But in reference to my background, I did 22 years in the Navy, uh, retired as a Navy commander. I was at SEAL Team 2, SEAL Team 3, SEAL Team 5, other special warfare commands. I have lived for certain periods of time in Egypt, Jordan, Israel, Panama, South Korea, Liberia, Sudan, Somalia, Uh, Sinai and Afghanistan, besides serving in numerous other countries in the world. I've done a lot of parachuting jumps, jumped over 15,000 feet. Uh, uh, I've made dives in the ocean, nighttime and daytime. Any army paratroopers in here, former army types? Who's prior army? (laughs) Air Force? Coast Guard? All right, I'm going to pick on the army anyway. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. There's this army parachutist. He's way up in the air. He's going to jump out of the plane. And he jumps, and he has a malfunction. Now, you've got a reserve chute, Pastor Mark. So you pull the main chute. Don't work. He's got, a, he's got a malfunction. Oh, so he goes to his reserve. Don't work again. And he's falling through the air, and he smashes into the top of this building. You know what he died from? Not, don't give me COVID now. And don't give me, you know, don't give me, uh, I almost let it out here. He died from shingles. (laughs) 
That's for our army types out there. We have a little bit of fun that way. I get the Navy types. I get the Navy jokes too sometimes. Praise you, Jesus. Anyway, praise God. Hallelujah. So we did a lot of exciting things, but I want to say to you, uh, the most exciting thing I've done in my life was when I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I say that with the utmost sincerity. It hasn't changed. He's alive. He's not the picture on the wall. He's not a statue on the wall. He's the living God. He's awesome. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Before we get started, I just want to make a few comments. In reference to during this COVID time frame, you had time to look at some things. And I looked at one scripture, Revelations 1, 6. We've been made kings and priests yes. unto our God and Father. Yes. Okay, as a priest, what do I do? I can go to the Father and intercede for your healing, intercede for a job for you, intercede for a marriage, whatever I'm praying for. As a priest, I can do that. But what does a king do? A king has dominion. And I've been made a king when I come to Jesus Christ. I have influence and dominion. I am to rule. I am to influence. I issue decrees and things happen. Do we believe what we believe? So I have a few comments in reference of that as I ponder that period of time recently. I came or I can come to the conclusion religion prepares man to leave the earth, but the kingdom empowers man to dominate. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about kingdom. Religion is reaching up to God. The kingdom is coming down to man. You know, we've got in in, in songs in many churches, wonderful songs about heaven. When when we all get to heaven, what a wonderful day that will be. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. (laughs) Wonderful songs. I like them. They sound good. But we got to go beyond that. You see, religion is... Is, is wanting to escape the earth. A lot of people say, when am I going to get out of here? When are you coming, God? I got a different attitude. The kingdom seeks to bring heaven to earth. There's a military term, you occupy. As a military man, you occupy. That means I control that area. I have influence. I have dominion. And the church has got to quit acting where the culture is affecting the church. The church has got to affect the culture. We got it reversed. We got to take the kingdom of God outside these walls and act like God is in us and influence and dominate and occupy till he comes. You see, God wants to establish heaven on earth through his people and we're to implement the strategies of heaven on earth. God's original purpose was to establish a manifestation of his heavenly kingdom on earth without coming to earth himself. Man was to rule and implement Original intent. This is where God wants to move us. And the church has got to start moving because we need divine intervention in this land. And the church has got to start acting like the church God has called it to be, not what has man dictated from places in society. No, no, no. Praise God. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. When I get a corporate gathering, I like to lift up America because I know the church will determine the future of this nation. And California. So bow your heads. Just agree with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we come here today, we're just thanking you, Father, in the name of Jesus for moving in our nation. We intercede as your body, as your believers, as your ecclesia, as your church, dear God. We intercede right now for America. 
We pray for you to expose to corruption, bring justice. We pray for us to get into alignment with your will and purposes. We pray for a great awakening to sweep this nation from the north to the south, from the east to the west. We pray, dear God, to touch hearts and raise up your people. Raise up this nation. And we decree that America is saved. We decree that California is saved. And we're thanking you for what you're doing, dear God. We say in agreement, in corporate agreement, Father, in the name of Jesus, we claim these things. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I haven't gotten into my message, but I'm going to get into it. (laughs) Bow your heads and we're going to get into the message. That was beforehand. Father, the name of Jesus, as we're getting into the message right now, I pray you'll speak through me, dear God, what you want spoken today. Help us to share what you want to share and for people to receive exactly what they, you want them to receive. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. The key scripture I'm going to use right now is Luke six forty-seven through 49. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. I remember reading about the Leaning Tower of Pisa in Italy. The word Pisa means marshy land. It gives some clue as to why the tower began to lean even before it was completed. Its foundation was only 10 feet deep. Solid foundation. Solid foundation. Let me give you two examples. Christian number one. Christian number two. They both have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. But they both go through similar trials and challenges in life. This one over here seems to get through, gets the victory, keeps on moving, keeps the chin up, keeps going forward. This one over here, again and again, defeat after defeat, just can't make it, just can't get by. Why? They both received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Why the difference? This is a doer of the word. This is not. Jesus says what he means, and he means what he says. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand forever. That means I back up my word. So if my word is not being backed up in your life, look at yourself before you blame God. Praise you, Jesus. Solid foundation. And any builders in here, you'll know what I'm talking about. You got to build a solid foundation. And to survive a storm, one must lay a solid foundation in life. That means solid foundation on God's word. We do not go by appearances. We do not go by emotions. We go by the Word of God. The Word of God. This is not a pie-in-the-sky book. This is reality, and you can plan your future on it. Different storms in life. Welcome to planet Earth. You're going to eventually experience, if you have not already, spiritual storms, financial storms, health-related or medical storms, marital storms, career or job-related storms, family or neighbor problem storms, storms. In so many different areas. But this is where being a doer of the word comes in. James 1.22. Praise you, Jesus. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deluding your own selves. That means to fear not and to act in faith. Fear not and to act in faith. Fear not in Psalms 27.1. I'm going to go through a number of scriptures. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. Fear not is over 300 times in the Bible. If you only have to say it once, 
for it to qualify for God the honor. When he says it that many times, he's making a point. Fear is a spirit sent from the demonic kingdom to rob you of your peace and victory. Resist fear. Isaiah 41.10. It says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with right hand righteousness. I was in South Korea going through a particular situation, and I rely on this scripture, I remember, as I look back in time. And I stood my ground on Isaiah 41.10, and we got the victory. Amen. So I, I have a special place for that scripture. Jeremiah 17.7. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Yes. Trust in the Lord. 2 Timothy 1.7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear. What did he say there? A spirit of fear? Spirit of fear? Spirit of fear? You don't want anything the devil has. You're a kingdom... You're a kingdom man, a kingdom woman. Your citizenship is in heaven, and heaven don't have fear, so you shouldn't have it either. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. But he's, but he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So what do you do when you have a storm that hits you? All of a sudden, boom, it's there. First thing you do, from a pragmatic sense, you calm yourself. Calm yourself. You calm yourself, and then... You encourage yourself with a word. What does the word say? What does the word say? I remember I was in uh, San Diego area when I was in the uh, uh, East Coast, uh, West Coast uh, uh, teams. And I'm in the San Diego area, and I got a phone call from my mother, a different state. She says, son, I, I, I don't want to alarm you, but your father's just been taken into the hospital, diagnosed with leukemia. Now, I felt the trepidation on my mother's voice. And I said to her on the phone, mom... Do not say another word. What does the word say? And then I started giving her scriptures. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. You're redeemed from the curse of the law. Let me spin on that momentarily. Some Christians don't know what they're redeemed from. In Galatians 3.13, it says you're redeemed from the curse of the law. You go back to Deuteronomy 28, and you see what the curse says. The Israelites, if you followed God, you got these blessings. If you followed idols and went away from God, you got the curse. And the curse centered on spiritual darkness, lack, poverty, and sickness and disease. Now, fast forward, Galatians 3.13. We don't have any superheroes like Batman and, 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 and Superman here. We've got the ultimate superhero, Jesus. And Jesus says, I redeem you from the curse of that law. We've got to walk in what he gave us in the freedom. Step out of your cell and walk in your freedom. I'm redeemed from that curse. That don't belong to me. Don't belong to me. So I'm reminding my mother of different scriptures. By the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. So I'm trying to encourage her. I take a plane. I land there. We go to the hospital. Ultimately, he left the hospital leukemia free. Now, Jesus is the healer. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. The Word. God honors His Word, Pastor Mark, and I know you know that. 1 Samuel 36. Let's look at a scripture from the, from the Bible, though, just for reference purposes as well. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. You calm yourself. David was about to be stoned by his men. 
they, David, we've had it. We don't like what has just happened in Ziklag here. You know, with these marauders taking, you know, all they've taken. No, no, no. David encouraged himself in God. When you calm yourself, you encourage yourself with the Word. Because the Word and Jesus are one. So when you read the Word, it's like Jesus is at your lampstand there speaking to you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I'm your shepherd. You shall not want. By my stripes, you were healed. So he's speaking to us through his Word because they're one. Praise you, Jesus. So David encouraged himself, went forth, he got the victory. Never quit when you've got the word you're standing on. Yes, you play till you win because God has already granted us the victory. One of my favorite scriptures, 2 Corinthians 2.14, paraphrased version is, I always triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. Mr. Devil, take a hike. Yes. Jesus defeated you 2,000 years ago and I'm covered by his blood. Yes. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. So, Hallelujah. Romans 8.31. There we go. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I'm just giving you a few scriptures. Psalms 103.2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. He's granted whatever you need. Proverbs 3.5-6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. All. Daily, what does all mean? No, daily. Daily. Can you see me? What does all mean? Renee, what does all mean? God says what he means, and he means what he says. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Don't go by appearances. Don't go by emotions. Go with my word, and in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. Right. Believe me, he does things well, but we've got to trust in the Lord. Yes. Stand strong and act in faith. Don't go by appearances or emotions, but act in accordance with what the word says. In Hebrews 11, 1. Now, I want to highlight this because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hope is an earnest expectation. You're anticipating it. And hope will give rise to faith and bring forth the victory. That hope is expectant, expectant, expectant. And if you don't got the promise into your heart, you need to get the promise into your heart. Through meditation, through meditation. Right, Jim? Meditation, meditation. Jim knows we were talking about a situation earlier, and he got victory through meditation. Meditation, get the promises of God into your heart. Mutter it, ponder it, get it in, get it in, get it into your heart and stand strong, and don't let anybody take the word away from you. That's your foundation. Praise you, Jesus. One must hope and then believe in the heart or your spirit, God's word. This will generate substance. Mark 9, 23. Jesus said to him, if thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible. Mariana, what does all mean? All. Oh, there we go again. If we can believe, all things are possible to him believeth. And if we have scriptures to stand on, it's a done deal. If you're not getting answers to your prayers, I recommend check three areas first. Are you walking in unforgiveness? If you're walking in unforgiveness, your prayer life's going to be impeded. And also, God tells you to forgive, whether you want to or not. That's a sermon in itself. I could spend a sermon on that, but that's not the, the direction today. But you need to forgive if you haven't forgiven. Unforgiveness will impede your prayer life. Are you walking in love? Husbands, how are you treating your wives? And then, third, are you walking in doubt, unbelief? Are you walking in 
fear, and you're expecting God to answer. He told you in James chapter 1, if you're double-minded, don't expect to receive. You got to take all the word. It all ties in together. It's there for a reason. All things are possible. Romans 4.20. Thank you, Jesus. He staggered not of the promise of God through unbelief and was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Staggered not. And that's how we've got to do. We stagger not. Even if the appearances say one thing, I'm standing on the word, and my words will affirm. I remember a man of God one time gave this example of a dirigible balloon. I think it happened in the early thir- 1930s, USS Akron, in I think it was San Diego area. And it was filled with helium, and it had a, a long rope that was attached to it to anchor it. And somehow the rope got free. Men were hanging on to it, but the balloon or the uh, dirigible goes up, and one by one they're falling off, and some got hurt or possibly killed, as I understand from the example shared. But I'm using this to share an example here. And, and uh, one man held on, and he got higher up, and people down on the ground are just real concerned about him. How can he hold on that long? He's way up there. Surely he's going to fall. And he had to hold on and hold on and hold on for a long period of time until they finally got the dirigible back down, and some ran over to him and said, How did you manage to do that? We thought you were going to fall and just die on the ground. Why do you... How can you explain it? How did you hold on so long? And he just said, that's all right. I hitched up the rope when I got a little higher, realized I was too far off the ground, put it around my waist. I went for a ride. (laughs) The rope held me. The word holds us. We go along for the ride. Jesus already did it for us 2,000 years ago. He gave us a victory. Whatever you need is in salvation. Wrap yourself in God's word and do it his way. Faith has two key features, believe and release. You believe in your heart and release through your words and corresponding actions. That's right. Come on. Come on. Oh, Mark eleven twenty three. Could we put that up there? Yes, amen. Praise you, Jesus. I'm going to tie this in here a little bit, how this scripture was important to me. But, but I want you to highlight this. I want to say this. Verily I say unto you that whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believeth those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say to you, what things ever you desire, when you pray, believe you have received them, and you shall have them. If you look at that, I should have probably underlined it for you, but believe is there one time, saith is in three times. You understand me? Saith is there three times. There's something God is conveying to us there. Your words will steer your destiny. Praise you, Jesus. And you need to do it God's way in faith. I was in Afghanistan the first time. We had a phrase, get out of the kill zone. We told our people, when you went and you drove a vehicle in Kabul or wherever you're driving, and I was stationed in Kabul the first time around, when you drove a vehicle, you know, if somebody uh, runs into you or there's a little accident that happens, don't stop. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. We had a phrase, get out of the kill zone. Because let me, uh, let me explain it this way. A German patrol for another unit was going through Kabul. And there's a vehicle that came in and hit one of the vehicles. So a German gets out of the vehicle he's in and he starts to deal with the matter. When he got himself down there, another vehicle came in, and boom, that man's in the kill zone. Eternity for him. Explosion occurred. 
I remember I was in Afghanistan the second time. I'm coming out of the chow hall, Camp Clark. And uh, this is a tactic the uh, Taliban used. But I'm coming out of the chow hall, and I went back to my quarters this way instead of this way. And we had HESCOs lined up. HESCOs are filled with rock and containers around the perimeter of the camp to protect you. <clears throat> and we had barbed wire there too. But, but the HESCO lining was right here, and I was walking on the side of the HESCOs, and we started to get more or rocket fire coming into the camp. The Taliban would get on higher ground, and this is one tactic. We lost a lot of people this way for targets of opportunity. You didn't know it was coming, but they would launch rockets or mortars, and pretty soon, boom, boom, boom. You know, we had a shelter inside that we ran to, and we'd have a siren go off in the camp. But what happened was you didn't know when they were coming in, and a lot of times they would scramble before you get the helicopter and gunships out. They're trying to get away from where they were already at. They're just taking up, up targets of opportunity. We lost a lot of people that way. But if I had come around this way, I would have been in the kill zone. And I was on this side of the Hescos instead of that side. Some people in Vietnam here in the past. Okay, we got it. Yeah. Don? Yeah. Good to see you, Don. Okay. You remember the Claymore Mines, Don? Claymore mines, convex shape, ball bearings, C4 explosive, detonated. They shoot out in this fan. If you're walking, and they can be used for ambushes. And we had, they were available for our use too. But the uh, Claymore mine shoots these ball bearings out. And if you're in front, when the detonation goes off, you're in the kill zone. And uh, Christians again and again and again put themselves in the kill zone. And the devil will come there to kill, steal, and destroy. How do you do it? Doubt, unbelief, fear. That can put you in the kill zone. Outside of God's word. Outside of God's word. Don't put yourself in the kill zone. And I learned this principle about the tongue. I was uh, an instructor at the Naval Academy. I was a young man in, in Christ. I was a young Christian in Christ. And I had a man of God speak to me before I was going uh, to be going over my first overseas tour with the U.N., First overseas tour in the Navy in the U.N. and serving in the Middle East with the United Nations as, a, as an observer for a unit. And I wanted that because as a young Christian, I wanted to see the Holy Land. And I used my free time to travel when I could in my free time. I really did. I traveled extensively in my free time and I would take advantage of it. And I thank God for that opportunity. Geographically, the Bible became alive to me. And, uh, and I know... Before I went, that my mother, who was prone to say something, this was 80s, and Yasser Arafat was still working things out with a PLO over in the Middle East there. And he was in operation, and his units were in operation, the PLO. And so <clears throat> I remember before going over, my mother would say to me, Son, I'm a little concerned about you. There's a lot of turmoil over there. What's changed in the Middle East? What's changed? Change the spirit, change the man. You don't change the spirit, you don't change the man. You can try to do a Band-Aid fix, but the problem is spiritual. Yes. Yes. Mr. Politician, are you listening, please? Yes. Yes. It's a spiritual condition. But my mother would say that, and a man of God had given me some scriptures. We have any men of God in here? I know you have a men's meeting next week. <laughs> We've got to have some men of God in here. You're a man of God? Yes. Well, a man of God, 
You can speak into a, somebody younger than you in your life and encourage them with the word of God. Be a mentor to somebody that needs your wisdom. I had a man speak into my life. And I took those promises of refuge and protection. And I put them in my heart. And I believed for my protection. And my mom would say, son, I'm worried you might not come back. You might get hurt. I said, mom, I'll be fine. I'll come back. I'll, I'll be fine. And others might say something to the similar manner. Maybe relatives when I was back home before I went. Fast forward. There's so much to talk about this. This takes a whole sermon to talk about some. I can't cover all experiences. So I'm going to just cover this one in a, in a mode to exalt Jesus. I was in Observer Group Lebanon, living in Nahariya, Israel. Went across the border. A Marine Corps captain. He was a captain. Then he made two-star general in the Marine Corps. Major general. Good guy, Gordy. And we had a, a Swedish officer. And I was just coming in from Jordan. And so we're going to OP duty in Mar, observation post duty in Mar. So uh, Gordy stayed at OP Mar, observation post Mar, for duties for support of the UN, some things we had to do. The Swede drove the mobile patrol vehicle, the Jeep, and I went with him, and I took the handset, just checking on board to the unit. He knew the turf. He drove. I would take the handset. We'd go through a checkpoint. I'd get the handset and give information so home base could follow us. Again, we didn't, I didn't mention this. I will now. We didn't carry weapons on this assignment. For this unit, you, were, you could not be allowed to carry a weapon. You had the flag that you represented of the nation on your shoulder. So we're coming up this road, long road. I can see the white vehicle right now as I look into it in my memory. It had the hood up, three Arab-looking men underneath the hood looking at the vehicle like something's going on. So obviously we slowed up to go around. But as we're doing that, these three men run toward a vehicle from their vehicle. And they've got weapons. And we've got weapons being pointed at us. I got the handset out. I got a little information out. Gordy picked up some stuff. But I had to put it down because pretty soon I've got an AK-47 being pointed in the direction toward my head. Okay, I know what you're telling me. Get out of the vehicle. The Swede got out. I got out. He got a man on him. Got a man on me. We're being marched down this sloping terrain. It led into a ravine. We were probably five years apart, ten years apart, and then we went down 65, 70 yards apart. Now, as we proceeded on that, I'm thinking to myself, God, I'm believing for your protection and refuge. I'm communicating internally with God. God, I believe I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be honest with you. The greater distance we went, I said, something's wrong with this picture. This don't add up here. You know, but I'm still trusting in God. I believe I'm going to come out of this, Lord. They... You get to the point they decided not to shoot us. We lost our vehicle. But here's the point. I'm not pointing to myself. I'm highlighting the word of God and God. I believe for God's protection before I believe my answer to that situation took place before I even left the United States. My tongue was steering my destiny and I didn't know it. So when I get back and I start reading more scriptures or some teaching in reference to this particular scripture, I realize that's what happened to me. And I experienced it. And you will experience things positively or negatively from your tongue. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. You crazy old man, Noah. You've been building that boat for years now, you fool. You're telling me it's going to rain, a flood's coming. 
Oh, you dumb man, what are you doing? Help me in. The water's rising. Help me in. You believe God. I didn't believe God. Help me in. Help me in. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. I'm Joshua and I'm Caleb. God said we can take the promised land. No, no, no. We're the other ten spies. We can't take the promised land. There are giants in the land. We're as grasshoppers in their sight. We can't do it. All right, Israel, you Israelites, who do you believe? Would we have not died in the wilderness or in Egypt? Would we have not died in the wilderness or in Egypt? And God's saying, okay, it's not Burger King, but you can have it your way. Their unbelief, out of their heart, they were speaking 40 years for you, and it could have been 11-day journey. Too bad for Joshua and Caleb. You're going in, it's going to cost you 40 years because of their unbelief. Now, I'm going to say, I'm supposed to stay up here, but Pastor Mark, I'm pointing toward Pastor Mark right now. Everybody, your lack of faith can hinder the vision God has put on this man's heart for this community beyond. In strength, there is unity. In disunity, there is weakness. You know, a little snowflake, you don't get a lot here. But you go up north, northern states, north central states, a little snowflake is very fragile indeed. But a lot of snowflakes together stops traffic. That's unity. (laughs) Work together. (laughs) Work together. Yeah, work together with this man. You've been in Pittsburgh. You know what I'm talking about. Work together with this man and get behind him. Faith. Get your faith. Their lack of faith cost Joshua and Caleb 40 years. But the point was, positively or negatively, your words do your destiny. Israelites, your unbelief was there. You spoke it. God gave it to you. Am I a dog? You come to me with sticks. I curse you by the names of my gods. Come to me and I'll feed your body to the fowls of the air and the beast on the earth. On. You come to me with spear, sword, and shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts of the armies of the living God, whom today you have defiled. Come to me and I'll take your head from your body and I'll feed the carcasses of the Philistines to the fowls of the air and the beast on the earth and they'll be known that there's a God in Israel and the victory is his. Yeah. David said! David said! David said! David said! You cannot prevent the devil from speaking, but you got a voice too like David. No, no, no. If David had spoken fear, you'd be reading about Goliath, not David. No, no, no. Did he have something to stand on? He believed God. God delivered him from the lion and the bear, and God prepares you for different things. Let me tell you something. God's not a pack rat. Things he's done on the shelves of your heart from the years of your youth on. When you came to him, he's got things he can draw from. He's masterful. And your words will steer your destiny, David said. And David got the victory. Basically, let me say it this way. Your words are the authority that you function in your body while you operate on planet Earth. Your words steer your destiny, positively or negatively. David or the Israelites? Your words, your words. Let's give New Testament. Let's go New Testament. 
Master, master, there's a crowd here. What do you mean who touched you? Who touched me? Who touched me? It was I, master. I knew if I could touch the hem of your garment, I would be made whole. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go and be well. Your faith can make you whole. That's something for those who say healing has gone away. If healing has gone away, faith has gone away. Because Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Healing is for today. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. Son of David. Son of David. Have mercy on me. Oh, Bartimaeus, sit down. He's going by. Sit down, Bartimaeus. No, 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 no. Son of David. You know why Jesus stopped for Bartimaeus? When he said, son of David, Bartimaeus was saying, I recognize you as the Messiah. And Jesus said, get that man over here. Do you recognize Jesus as your Messiah? And Bartimaeus, what do you want? That I receive my sight, Lord. Receive your sight. Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. His faith made him whole. Your faith can make you whole. Only believe, only believe, all things are possible, only believe. Who needs a healing right now? Get down here right now. Get down here right now. You need a healing in your body, get down here right now. Line up. Only believe, only believe, all things are possible, only believe. Just line up if you need a healing. Praise you, Jesus. That wasn't in my notes specifically. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. All right. I want you to pray with me, first of all. We're going to confess any unforgiveness. Any unforgiveness. I'm just going to pray a group prayer. You agree with me and fill in the blanks, okay? Repeat after me, Father God, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. Forgive me of my unforgiveness toward, internally communicate to God who you need to forgive. We got to get this right. Some people got to forgive somebody right now. And you in the congregation, if you need to forgive, you pray part of this too. It sets yourself to... Freedom. Unbelief is like drinking poison, believing it's going to affect somebody else, and it's only affecting you. You've got to forgive. It's a directive, not an option. Praise God. Praise God. You guys need to get in here? Okay. Praise God. All right. Did you fill in the blank? Raise your hand when you're completed who you've got to forgive. Just raise your hand so I know that we've got to, got to go here. Okay. Praise God. Thor, are we good? Okay? He's a superhero. (laughs) Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Okay, Father God, I have forgiven them now. Forgive me of my unforgiveness towards myself. I release it and forgive it to you, and I give it to you. Cleanse me now by your blood. And I pray a blessing. Now fill in the blank of who you just prayed for to forgive. Pray a blessing over them. Pray a blessing over them right now. Raise your hand when you got it done. 
Just give me your hand when you got it done. Pray a blessing over it. If you don't feel it, we're just doing, we're doing what God wants. You got to get right with God. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Okay? Are we good? Are we good? Praise God. Praise God. Okay? Father God, forgive me of all unbelief from this time in the past. I walk by faith. And I'm here on my own free will like the lady touching the hem of your garment on my own free will to receive my healing from you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now look at me right now. Mark 16 says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And the Lord confirms with signs following. That means that I'm going to go down and touch you. You're going to receive your healing right now. Let's remain in faith. And whatever you're standing for, God knows. God knows. I'm going to go right down right now. Sister, what do you need for? Kidney stones. We curse them at the roots. We speak healing in this sister's body right now. Raise your hand and thank God for your healing. Thank you. What do you need healing for? My legs. I got a lot of things in my legs. Well, we speak healing in these legs right now, dear God. Just take, take root right now. Receive your healing. Thank God. Raise your hands. Can you say, thank you, Jesus, for healing me? Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. When I pray for you, I want you to lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Amen. Amen. No, I am not. What do you need for? What do you need? I'm, I'm here for my uh, blindness. Okay, Father, the name of Jesus, receive your sight. She's here. You're here, Jesus. I'm not the healer. You are. Receive the sight right now. Lift your hands and give praise to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keep thanking God for your healing. Keep thanking God for your healing. Keep thanking God for your healing. Keep, keep thanking God for your healing. What do you need? Arthritis and asthma. Asthma, be gone in the name of Jesus. Arthritis, be gone in the name of Jesus. You spirit of asthma, go right now. Thank go right now in the name of Jesus. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Jesus. What do you need? I need healing for dead bones in my body and my circulation and my neck. I'm getting a hump like on my back. We speak healing in this neck, Father, in the name of Jesus. We speak the arthritis. Go in the name of Jesus. Just, yeah, just stay there. Stay there. Just thank Jesus and stay where you're at. Just receive from the Lord. Receive from the Spirit of God. What do you need? New kidneys and um, cellulitis on my leg. We curse the cellulitis. We speak new kidneys from heaven's warehouse right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we requisition two new kidneys in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank the Lord for your healing. Thank the Lord for your healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yes. What do you need? Neuropathy be gone in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing. Thank God for your healing. The effects of the stroke three months ago. The effects of the stroke, we speak gone. We speak healing. We speak healing from the stroke effects right now. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Thank God for your healing. Lift your hands and keep thanking God. Lift your hands and keep thanking God. Yeah, you can. Keep thanking God. Yeah, you get counseling for your marriage if you need to get counseling, okay? All right, and we speak healing in your back in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Receive your healing. Give you God praise. All right, Mario. Uh, my kidney. I don't have a kidney here. And well, we just speak. He's creative. We requisition another kidney, Father, for Mariano. Yes. Right now, in the name of Jesus. In Ex 
Searching for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Yes. Wisdom and knowledge and understanding comes from the Word. Yes. Get the Word into your heart and be yes, a doer. Yes. You'll be a wise man. Amen. All right. Thank God for your healing now. Amen. Thank God for your kidney. Hallelujah. Thank God Thank for your kidney. You. Is anything too possible for God? No. I say no. He's awesome. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. The doctor says I have a big cyst on my liver and have internal bleeding and insomnia. The insomnia? The cysts, we speak gone. The internal bleeding, gone. We speak healing and Dahlia and total healing. In the name of Jesus, Dahlia, receive your healing. In the name of Jesus, thank God for your healing. Give your hands up. Give God praise. Nausea and pain be gone in the name of Jesus. Give God thanksgiving. Lungs? Lungs and back, dear God. Healing in the lungs and the back right now. Indigestion, healing and indigestion. You know it, dear God. You say, Leanne's of the sick and they shall recover. This is your word. This is what we're doing. Give God the praise and thank God for healing. Lung issues, um, neck and back pain. Neck and back pain, lung issues be healed in the name of Jesus. Pain leave now in the name of Jesus. You spirit of infirmity, leave her right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, be gone. Lift your hands up. Thank God. Back and legs. Okay, for Renee, Father, we ask you for, thank you for healing her back and legs. We thank you for healing her back and legs, Father, in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing, Renee. Just lift your hands up and thank God for it. Neuropathy and a fractured tailbone. The fractured tailbone, we speak healing and we speak neuropathy. Gone. Lift you up. Sisters, thank God for your healing. All I have to do is just follow the word. It says, lay in the sick and they shall recover. That's what I'm doing right now. Well, whatever's going on, dear God, just cleanse it, heal it, restore it. Right hand, heal in the name of Jesus. Raise your hand and thank God for your healing. Uh, I got pain in my right shoulder and my neck, but I also have pain in my in my pridefulness and doubtfulness with God. I, uh, well, that's you got to get in the Word in reference yeah. to doubt God. Yeah. You have a relationship with Him as your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. Okay. Doubt is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. You have a part to play. Spirit of doubt, be gone in the name of Jesus. Spirit of fear, be gone in the name of Jesus. When it comes, send it on its way. The bird will fly by. Just don't let them nest. Let them keep on flying. Send them away. Yes, sir. Okay, so what's the pain for? What was the pain? Uh, I, I ride bulls and I got, I got hooked to my shoulder Oh, that's tough, neck. tough business. Shoulder and neck. We speak healing for our brother right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Shoulder and neck. We speak healing. Touch him right now, dear God, as only you can. The blood of Jesus over this man. Will he end the sick and he shall recover. Thank you, Lord. Give your hands up. Thank God for it. Arthritis and the spirit of fear. Spirit of fear is a spirit. You have something to do. You spirit of fear, be gone. We break off the spirit of fear from our sister. Be gone right now in the name of Jesus. She's giving me authority to pray. And arthritis, we curse you. We speak it gone. We speak healing in this body. Lift your hands and give praise to God. With your voice, thank God for your healing. Everybody I pray for, keep thanking God. Back and shoulder. Back and shoulder. We speak healing. We speak healing in the back and the shoulder, Father, in the name of Jesus. Healing in the back and shoulder. Sister, lift up your shoulder. Thank God for it. Are we good? Are we, are we good? Are you good? All right. Praise God. Praise God. Everybody keep... Here's what I want you to say again. Everybody in unison. Thank you, God, for healing me. I receive my healing. That's your testimony. Miracles happen instantaneously. Healings can be progressive. Let me ask you something. When you eat an apple, do you tell your stomach to digest it? No. It does it automatically. We've got the word of God. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. 
you're redeemed from the curse of the law. Healing is the children's bread. Who has felt a change in their body? Raise your hand. Look at how many hands are going up, folks. I'm not the healer. Have you felt a change in your body? You received your healing? And you keep thanking God for it. If you feel, don't be doubt. Don't let the spirit of doubt come in. Don't let a spirit of fear come in. That's sent by the devil to rob you of the victory that God wants to give to you. God loves you so much. He did it for you by his stripes. Let me make theology very clear, people. Don't confuse this and you keep your theology right. There's nothing bad in God. There's nothing good in the devil. Don't confuse the two and you keep your theology going in the right direction. God is a good God and he only wants the best for you. And healing is the children's bread. God says what he means, and he means what he says. You keep thanking God. You keep thanking God. You keep thanking God. Be steadfast. Remember, we don't go by appearances. We don't go by emotions. We go by the word of God. Jesus and the word are one. Amen? Amen? One more time. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. I received my healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. He's your healer. I'm not. Praise God. Have a seat, please. I'm going summarize, to summarize real quick here. We're not finished quite yet. But I want you to know, who is full of anxiety here? Who's full of anxiety? Get down here. Who's got a burden on anxiety right now? Anxiety. Who has anxiety? Anxiety building up. Renee, come on. Okay. I need a volunteer. Okay, Renee, you stand there. I need a volunteer. Dahlia, come here. All right. Okay. Renee, I want you to take this box. I want you to give that to Dahlia. Okay? Give that to Dahlia. Okay, Renee, give me that box. What were you doing? Can you give me a Kleenex from the box? Can you give me anything in the box? Yes. Okay? All right. All right. You just stay here. You, you can sit down. Thank you. All right. You mind if I can talk to you straight? Yeah. One Peter, this is, this is what I'm talking about being a doer of the word. If, if you can be the latitude to expound on this. Okay? One Peter 5 7 says, Cast all. What does all mean? All, all anxiety in the Lord because he cares for you. Yeah. Now, what you demonstrated for us all Christians, this applies to us all, believe me. Applies to us all. Nobody's immune. But anxiety, God don't want you to have any of it. He says, give it to him. But what happens is when you reach to grab for it, we as Christians will give it to God, and then the next day we'll reach up and pull it back down. You've got the anxiety on your shoulders, see? And you're marching with it throughout the week, and you're pleading to God, say, God, when are you going to take this anxiety from me, or when are you going to solve this problem for me? When are you going to deal with it for me? Everybody does has done this sooner or later in the past until we understand what it means. 
growing in the word or doing the word is we give all and we leave it there. In other words, God's got it. So when the devil comes, Mr. Devil, I don't have it. I'm at peace. Oh, you understand? I'm speaking to your love. I'm not speaking in the wrong no, way. You understand me? I do. I do. Okay, this is for us all. You're basically illustrating a principle for everybody. You understand me? Yeah. So we have to give it to God. Yes. We got, we're at peace. He fought the victory. He fought for the victory. And those, and, and, you, and those that were up here for healing, thank God for healing. Yeah. Remember, healing can be progressive. We magnify, it increase, you know, magnifying glass increases. We magnify our healings today, Lord. Yes. We magnify them, dear God. Yes. So you keep thanking the Lord. We're going to do this. We're going to give any anxiety of God. I don't know if you want to tell me what it is or not. not. You give it to God then. Can you do this? Yes. Give it to God. Give it to Him. Just give it to Him. Give it to God. Yes. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give the anxiety to God. And you receive His peace. You be at peace. Let God take the anxiety. He can handle it. He can handle it, okay? Yes. All right? Okay? We good? Yes. All right. And you, you be at peace. And the devil comes with fear, doubt, spirit of fear, spirit of doubt. That's the devil, not God. God is a God of victory, and he means what he says. He honors his word. You just give it to, the, give it to God, and you be at peace. Amen? Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, what happened here? Okay, sister. Okay. We're gonna, you saw that example, right? We're not going to do that again. I just want you to take your anxiety. You want to share that with me or not? All right. You do this as an act in motion. You know, faith releases. So you just give it to God. Do that. Can you just do that? You just give it to God. You give it to God? Now, I want you to be at peace. Sister, what's your name? Amy. Amy, you be at peace. If God's got it, you don't. He says, cast all. What does all mean? All. all means all. He said, you give that anxiety to him, you just walk in peace like the guy with the rope. I'm going along for the ride. He's got it. You're not looking at the circumstances. The circumstances look bleak because the devil says, look at that, Amy. Look at this, how bad it looks. No, 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 Mr. Devil. I've given it to God. He's taking care of it for me. I've got the victory. I'm along for the ride. He's taking it for you. You understand me? All right? And leave it. And if you're prone to give it, take it back. Then meditate on the promises. Get it into your spirit and leave it in God's hand. And you walk in the victory because the blood of Jesus brings victory. Amen? All right? You feel peace? I speak peace unto you. That's what God says. Amen? All right. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Okay. I got to close here shortly here. But I want to say this to you. We're not quite finished. I want you to know that God loves you with a great love. And your actions matter. Your actions matter. Like Paul in the Philippian, the Philippian jailer situation. That night, you know America's a Christian nation because of what Paul did and Silas did in Philippi that evening? They got out of the cell. They led their jailer to Christ. His family led to Christ. And the gospel went from Philippi to Europe and from Europe to America. Your actions matter. You're the essence of your day. You are here to make a difference. God knew where you would be born. He knew you where you'd be living today. And he wants you to go forth and change California, change America. 
Live in light of eternity, setting your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. Make a difference. You're here for a season. Make a difference for his kingdom. Praise you, Jesus. I want to share a couple of stories real quick to just to encourage you. Pastor Jerry LeSure, I did this yesterday at the camp event. Jerry LeSure, he was 36 years old. But this lets you know the bright future you've got just in testimony form. His mother was up in years. She was about to go into eternity older. And Jerry said, I saw vividly in the spirit realm, like I'm seeing you, you're seeing me. Whether you believe him or not, talk to him. He's a, I know Jerry. He's a common sense guy. I believe he experienced everything he's sharing with me. He saw his mother's spirit lift from her body. His mother's face from older years transcended to a youthful, radiant appearance. He saw his mother smile at him. Then he saw Jesus lifted by the hand. Jesus turned his head toward Jerry, smiled, took his mother into eternity. Heaven is your home. You're only here for a season. Live for God with all your heart. It says in Romans, yes, please place, brother. It says in Romans, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We need a Savior. Even if you're good neighbor Sam living down the road, good guy, you still need a Savior. Now, there's people watching, and I'm going to ask everybody in here to pray because we're going to encourage somebody that maybe needs to pray this prayer. Right, Don? He knows. We're going to pray a prayer. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and raised from the dead for your justification, you shall be saved. With a heart man believes. Can we put that scripture up at the end? Romans 10, 9 and 10. With a heart man believes, resulting in righteousness. And with a tongue confession is made unto salvation. Remember I talked to you about that principle of the tongue? Receiving your heart and confession. That's the principle I'm talking about. I take my keys, I drop them. You're going to say, that's the physical principle, gravity. Well, that's the spiritual principle. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, leads to salvation. So I'm going to pray for the people watching here right now. And if you don't know Jesus and any others here, let's all pray this. We'll encourage somebody that needs the prayer, even maybe people watching on. So repeat after me, please. Heavenly Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe that Jesus raised from the dead for my justification. Forgive me of all my sins. I repent and I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. All the congregation looking up and you on the, uh, on, on the Internet, take root to this. Is this the first time you've received Jesus in your heart or got right with God? Pray a prayer like that. Just raise your hand. I want to have a special prayer for you real quick. I know there's a lot of Christians in here, Pastor Mark, but I'm trying to cover all bases. Just, just, just in case. All right, praise God. Anybody who's received Jesus, who's prayed that prayer or something like it for the first time, raise your hand and I'll pray with you. Raise your hand and I'll pray with you. If you on the screen are watching and that's where you affected the, you, you received Jesus into your heart for the first time, I'm going to encourage you to read from the book of John. If you haven't read your Bible, get a Bible. If you need to get a Bible, 
find a good Bible-believing church, and if you attend here, I encourage you to come back and fellowship. Romans, uh, Hebrews 10.25 says, Forsake not the gathering of yourselves. Pastor Mark, you're familiar with that, I'm sure. No, there's an important reason we gather in God's name. He says to do it, number one. That's number one. Other reasons, too. You get a corporate gathering, a corporate anointing, you won't get outside, outside a corporate gathering. There's different reasons. I could talk a sermon on this, but that's not the issue now. We've got to close. But I'm encouraging you, if you haven't been back to church, get back to church and fellowship. You may need to come to encourage somebody else. It's not all about you. It's about others, too. So, and if, if uh, you've received Jesus for the first time, talk to Jesus as he's your best friend. And I pray Philippians 1, 6 over you. He started a good work. He'll continue to perfect it. God's a good God. But get into a good Bible-believing church and fellowship. Praise you, Jesus. Last slide. Please put up that last slide I have on there, please. I want you to look at that slide as I sit down. Set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. That side says it all. Eternity. You're only here for a season. Live life for God with a whole heart, not part-time Christian. And reality of reverence for God, acknowledge Him as your Lord and Savior, and living for Him in the right frame of mind. I'm going to pray a blessing over the church and sit down. Father, I lift up Pastor Mark and his wife. The vision you put on this man's heart, I pray it to be fulfilled. I know I'm going off the chart. I pray for it to be fulfilled. I pray you bring in the people that need to work with him and roll up their sleeves for the good of the gospel and bring in the finances for what you put in his heart to achieve for this region and beyond. I pray a blessing over this church and everybody in this church. Everybody in here, and I include myself in this prayer, help us to know even more so the hope of our calling, the inheritance that we have in you, and the power to work by the Holy Spirit through us. Continue to build us to wit, the death I have to love. Help us, dear God, to fulfill the destinies we have for each of us and to honor you and to be your ambassador wherever we may go. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Pastor Mark. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Well, that was awesome. Tremendous preaching. Thank you, brother. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good stuff.